Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Star Trek Games Cast. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, who probably should not be doing this, but is here because got to get back to normalcy of things somehow. Joining me is the man with the plan who does not have a best friend named Stan. Justin, you don't have a friend named Stan. Uh, no. No, I don't. But anyway, I am I am uh, much more than six feet away from Ben, so it's okay. We are we are uh, we yeah. are appropriate. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's in command grad yeah. distance, so he may not be. Safe. You don't work together anymore, I so that's something. Command grad distance away. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. We we still work in the same shopping center, but he's in a whole another. I don't actually. Oh really? Different target. Nice. Which one? Yeah. Don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> Uh, don't dox yourself. Damn, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was going to come visit you. Now I regret that I didn't. Oh, well. Um, uh, and hi, Tyler. Sorry. I, why I why is your... Like that. Are you making everyone lose the game, or what's going on here? I don't know what he's doing. I was hoping that uh, you'd eventually notice. It won't come up in the audio version, but I am giving the hand gesture to these fellows. Um, that looks like Among Us. Us. Um, <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, the, you know, what, what is that, the that, hand gesture? Um, it's just this. Or, or this. It's supposed to be this. Yeah, what like, it's supposed to be is uh, you're supposed to force people to look down at their crotch while they're doing yeah. this hand Yeah, and then you, like, yeah. knock them. Hey, hey, check. But I just didn't yeah, know right. what you were... Yeah, but we I thought it was, um, like, a like you know, Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the, the, the symbol he wears. The mil- millennium, uh, um, Ooh... Zero boy. <laughs> hey, zero boy, look down here. Oh, tune <laughs> I'll show okay. you my tune. Ooh. Oh, That's man. great. All right. Uh, we are the Chart Shot Games Cast. We are a weekly video game podcast dedicated to games we play, music we've been reading. Uh, we're hoping today be a little short. Um, I'll get into why in a moment when it's my turn. Um, but let's kick it off to Justin who I assume has been busy on stuff, and hopefully we'll talk about Xenoblade today, maybe? If you don't, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, curious. I will. Um, so, I actually haven't played a lot. Uh, I'm going to just focus on a few little things. Um, I don't know, there, nothing. nothing's really been standing out to me lately. Like, I've tried, I've been dabbling in games until something, like, sticks with me for more than an hour, and pretty much the only thing that's done that lately is Xenoblade, so I'll get to that in a little bit. But, um... I am still on my Diablo kick, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, like on my phone, is a pretty cool uh, uh, Pokemon ROM hack called uh, Pokemon Moon Black Two. And basically, what it does is it puts um, a lot of like Gen Seven Pokemon and mechanics into the Black Two engine, so like the Gen Five engine on DS. And it looks really good, like. It, it's mostly the same game. Uh, there's a few additions, like they threw in uh, Professor Kukui, however you say his name. Um, yeah, Kukui. As like the professor, but he doesn't actually show up in the game as far as I can tell. He just shows up like in the intro crawl, and then people talk about him. Um, I, I would guess they don't have like a Gen 5 sprite for him, so they just, you know, relied on... Yeah. That takes effort. I mean, there's a lot of effort put into this, don't get me wrong. Um, but... There's no actual, like, professor in the game. You still get your Pokemon from uh, Dawn or whatever her name is. Um, the the, the girl with the green beret. Uh, Bianca, Bianca, that's it. Um, 
And yeah, the the starter Pokemon are the Gen Seven starters um, that you choose between. And again, this is the like the Gen Five engine, so everything is animated, like has you know nice idle animations, attack animations, all that stuff um, for all the Gen Seven and. I think there's some Gen 6 in there, too. Uh, Pokemon that were added, despite those being 3D games. Um, and for the most part, they look really good. Uh, Young Goose has some jank to him, but, I mean, that's also just true of... of... That, that Pokemon's always... Exactly. Like, it's not that weird. Uh, but his... I don't know. His proportions look a little off. Um, but, like, the starters all look great. Um, I... I've run into a few others. I can't remember offhand... Um, but the coolest thing is they've added in some totally new stuff like Unova forms. Um, so this game is still in development. Um, it's like it's in complete form and that like you can play through the whole game and it is, you know, like all of the new stuff is added, but they're going to keep adding like new Unova forms and stuff as they're created and they put out updates. So it's technically a beta, but like it's a complete beta. Um, like, the entire game has been hacked, if that makes sense. So it's like point nine nine nine. it's not quite one Sort of, yeah. Like um, so, so far, like, I tried to look up a list of the Unova uh, forum Pokemon, and obviously it's kind of hard to find a lot of information for these ROM hacks, because that's the point, is, like, they don't want to, you know, be super out there <laughs> and get caught. Um, but most of what I've found has been the, uh, the Gen 2 starters, all have Unova forms. Um, I've actually run into a few of them. There's a pretty cool looking um, ice and grass type Chikorita. Um, and I think Cyndaquil is fire and rock, but I'm not totally sure. Uh, they seem to be laid out in a way that like they're still weak to their, their elements. Actually, even more so. <laughs> because, you know, Chikorita is now four times weak to fire. Um, Cyndaquil is four times weak to water. Like, that kind of thing. But... Um, I've not run into Totodile? Is that the other one? Okay. Yeah, Totodile. I've not run into that yet. Um, and I... I imagine that it would probably be, like, uh, water and... Uh, what else? Flying? <laughs> I mean... Probably. Realistically, that would be the other type. Maybe ground, because, uh, that's also, uh, super effective, uh, uh to grass... But not to electric. It actually nullifies the electric resistance or um, effectiveness. Okay. Like I, I was thinking of the actual chain between the, the starters. Like oh, that's four fair. Times, uh, yeah. Okay. That's true. Um, that that very well could be. But isn't that already like? Isn't the final form already water ground? Uh yeah, it's for uh, Mudkip. Uh, oh, that one. Way. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's those, and then um, a few of them that I saw on a list were like a, I think, a, I assume a fire-type Lapras that has like a volcano on its back, which is pretty cool looking. Um, I can't remember the rest, actually. There were a few others listed. Um, oh, there was a steel-type coughing and wheezing. Um, yeah. Wow. So, like, there, there's actually, there's quite a bit of things added into this game. It's really cool. Um, I have a rock rough on my team. One thing they did was change how you evolve the like trade Pokemon and stuff. So now like they added new items that work to evolve those types. So everything could be obtained in the game itself. Like every Pokemon that's available. That's a common thing. Yeah, exactly. Hacks. But I like the way they did it here. Cause like the first time you run into a rock rough, like you get the item 
so technically you could evolve it at any time. Um, and they also renamed Flockacy Farm Rockruff Farm, so it's kind of neat. Uh, they themed the whole thing around that mechanic. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's, it is a bit harder. Like They retooled all the trainer teams and stuff. Um, and a lot of them have the new Pokemon, like the, you know, the Unova forms and the seventh gen Pokemon in there. Um, and I'm just up to the first gem because there's actually quite a bit like of buildup in black two. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm liking it quite a bit. Um, I just, I love the fifth gen engine anyway. Like I didn't realize I was also playing a little bit of heart gold because I still had my save file from that. Um, and going from that to Black 2 is like, oh yeah, that is a generational jump. Like, it's the same system, but, like, it's substantial. Yeah, it's crazy how big the leap from Gen mm-hmm. 3 to Gen 5 is. Just from, like, a just sheer, like, animation and, like, camera quality. Like, the, the cinematic presentation of it is so much better than Gen 4. Gen 4 feels like... Yeah, it's a lot yeah. snappier, and um, it feels like it's a lot mm-hmm. faster to boot. Gen 4 almost feels like a, you know vaguely 3d like dual screen take on a gba game (laughs) whereas gen 5 is actually like oh this is what the ds is capable of okay um but aside from that i'm still doing my playstation randomizer stuff Um, i've actually ramped up production on those to try to do three a week because tiktok really likes them um so like if i talk talk if i record them in bulk like I can, you know, I can play the games whenever I want. Um, I just do about an hour, so it doesn't take that long. But if I record, like if I write down all my thoughts on like three or four at a time and record them all at the same time, then I can just edit like the week's worth in one sitting. And so it's not so bad. Like it's not that different editing one versus three, um, considering how short they are. So I've been playing a lot more of those random PlayStation games. And most of them are uh, middling at best, but... Um, the 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 one that I put out I was going to say last but there was one today um, I, I played Loco Roco 2 is the point um, and that's one of those Playstation exclusive I just never tried before and it's a super neat little like puzzle platformer game like it definitely feels uh, like you need to be on drugs to like truly enjoy it and drugs, <laughs> wink um fun fun fact uh that video is the only one on all of my tiktok that has like a warning about like spreading covid misinformation on it and i'm like is it something with like is it something i said like is it the thing about drugs like what is (laughs) why did this get that it didn't get like flagged or anything but it's just like it has that like tag across the bottom of it saying like you know for more information on the covid19 virus like click here no idea why but kind of reminds me of in the beginning of pandemic when uh they were uh flagging uh videos for this vtuber named corona uh, inugami because her name sounds very sim- oh yeah uh, corona to, yeah uh corona <laughs> that's funny um but yeah anyway so i i didn't listen to like the audio much when i was playing it um, because I think I was watching something, but also, like, I play on my projector, and so I keep the volume pretty low because it doesn't sound great. Um, unless I'm, like, just playing the game and focused on the game, I don't really have the audio up that high. 
Um, so when I was editing the episode, I was like, oh no, this, like the music in this game is obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, it, it's a lot of just kind of those like monster, like, uh, creature sounds and stuff with like to rhythm. Mm. So what am I thinking? Like, uh, Katamari Damachi, like that kind of thing. Don't you dare compare anything bad to Katamari Damacy. I, I mean, like that it. music is pretty obnoxious. I'm not saying it's bad. It is not. 1v1 me, bro. Soul Calibur 2, first to 10. Can I use Link? Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know. That That's the main, the main takeaway I had. Like, the game is neat. Um, it, it wasn't really for me, personally. But, like, wow, that music is just insane. I'm... I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I had the volume up. Um, and the other one I really liked was Sacred 3. Uh, it's it's kind of like a gauntlet Diablo type game with like, you know, uh, action RPG mechanics and a top down view. Um, it's very much a hack and slash, but it's a fun one. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, and then since I already buried the lead plenty, I will talk about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles remaster or definitive edition whatever it's called um justin playing xenobraid dogs and cats living together mass but first i want to talk about <laughs> um I wanna, <laughs> no actually i i, I want to talk about um x-men origins wolverine <laughs> uh the game not the movie wow um so i i mentioned a while back that i was trying to get uh ps3 emulation working and that's actually one of the games i downloaded but didn't get around to playing um, because like none of the others were working very well. So I'm like, I'll try this one later, whatever. Um, and one of my friends was saying that he'd never played the game and heard it was really good. He like watched a playthrough of it. I think from the super best friends or something. Um, yeah, it sounds like something. That yeah. Would and he was like, I, the, the, I love the, like, I love the game. I've just never played it cause I didn't own it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, uh, I was on a call with him over the weekend and um, I booted up the game and, like, you know, streamed it over Discord so he could see it. And it got to the point where, like, I just booted it up to see if it would play. And I just, like, played through, like, the first whole level for, like, an hour while I was streaming it on Discord. Because I was just really into it and I didn't want to stop. <laughs> That's a super good game. Like, it almost makes it okay that that movie exists, you know? Um the only justification is the reverse yeah. movie curse. Yeah, like it's again, it's it's very much kind of a beat 'em up or slash 'em up, I guess. Uh, but the combat feels really Hack good. And slash. Um, like it's just waves of enemies and a little bit of platforming, but like you've got a um, a, a solid mix of combo attacks. Uh, you've got your like kind of your berserker rage, like you know ultimate move. Um, there's a lunge. You can like lock onto an enemy and then hit the lunge button, and you just like shoot across the screen and attack them. It's great for, like, you know, weapons, or guns with... Enemies with guns. Ugh. Um, yes. Guns with enemies. It's great for living, in, living, living guns. I cannot talk. <laughs> it's been a day. Um, Indeed. And, yeah, the only thing that kind of bummed me out was, like, the, 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 I guess, boss of the first level. Like, I thought it was, like, a mission-based thing where, like, you finish a level and then it goes to a screen, like a completion screen, and the game just kept going, so I don't think it's actually level-based, more checkpoint-based, but I'm going to call it the first level. Um, is like, this big, like, rock magma monster thing that's obviously not from the movie or anything. Um, but also, like, it felt really out of place. 
Like, I don't... I don't know of any connection to Wolverine and some big, like... He's a mutant, Justin. He lives in the world of mutants. But it's just a... It's just a sentient rock lava monster. You, like, climb it and, like, stab it in the... In the weak lava bits. Until it dies. And it's just... It's not a very good fight. Um, It feels a lot better when you're just, like, going after, you know, hordes of soldiers and stuff. When it's, like, 1v1 against something big that, like, just swats you out when you try to lunge on it. It's less interesting. Um... But I imagine if you get to saber tooth, it'd be much better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe a maybe a boss that's more like Wolverine size. Sure. Uh. But yeah, like the the game is. I mean, it's gruesome. Like it is very R rated. Uh, the uncaged edition is at least. I know, like the Wii and what is it, PS2 version or something, were much more toned down. Um. But this uncaged edition that was on PS3 and 360 is just brutal. Um. He's cutting people in half. And you get, like, the iconic uh, uh, helicopter scene from the movie when he, like, you know, launches off a cliff and, like, stabs into a helicopter. Except he pulls the pilot out of the helicopter and shoves his head into the blades. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> just shoots off into the into the sky. And it's it's great. Um, and then, of course, he crashes the plane. Wow, the game has a better yeah. budget. Uh, the cinematics look great. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's a surprisingly good game, and I'm, I kind of want to play more of it. Um, I even toyed around with the idea of like putting it aside for now and then starting it over and streaming it later. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Then, once I finished looking into uh, PS3 emulation, uh, my friends were also talking about, on that same call, were talking about uh, Xenoblade and whether or not I would actually like it. Because um, I'd kind of been toying around with the idea of just like buying it and seeing what I think you know, before Xenoblade 3 comes out. Um, and so I was like, hey, actually, like, I remember I had, I had kind of dabbled with Switch emulation too, and it was spotty, but like, you know, Kirby and like Metroid, a few more recent games worked pretty well. Um, so I downloaded that, and after like an 18-hour download or something, because it was going super slow, I was able to boot that up, and luckily it worked. I would have been really upset if after all that time it d- didn't, like, you know... It didn't even load, but um, it runs super well. Like, I didn't notice any issues at all. And um, so, again, I just kind of, like, I just started playing to test it and then couldn't stop. Um, it's it's kind of got that addictive quality where, like... It really does. Like, yeah, it does. You go to the, you know, the first town or whatever, and there's just, like, a ton of side quests to pick up. So you just go to each person, you know, you pick them up. You complete them as you go, like, on your way to another one, basically. And then by the time you've, like, mm-hmm. picked up all those side quests, it changes to night. And there's another set of side quests at night that you have to pick up. Oh, yep. and there's more. And then there eventually you're going to have to go from yeah, different once, towns. Once, yeah, once you get to the next colony, then there's a big uh, side quest that opens up where you have to rebuild it. And that's oh, really? Beast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's really fun. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't recommend a first playthrough. Uh, maybe do mm-hmm. a little bit of it because I, I skipped it all. But um, it's really fun in my second playthrough because, especially with the definitive edition, because it's a lot better at tracking mm. its stuff versus the original version. See, my my the thing I like most about the side quests is it's just like they're pretty pick up and play. Like it doesn't take a lot to do them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I like that for the most no. part you don't have to turn them back in. 
Like, if you have to go out and, like, you know, kill, a, like, a certain amount of one enemy or whatever, you can kill those enemies, then it just completes the quest, and you get the reward for it. So, like, you can clear out a ton of quests pretty quickly if they're all, like, you know, kill these monsters because they're all in the same area. It just kind of assists you in level grinding. Um, it's really convenient. Uh, yeah, and also uh, getting new landmarks and uh, all that stuff increases your EXP exponentially. Mm-hmm. So you never feel too weak when going to yeah. the main store. The only time I felt weak was because I was trying to do all the quests like as soon as I got them, when I only had Shulk still. Have, are you um, in Ga- have you been to Gower Field yet? No. Uh, I'm on my way to Colony okay. 6. Oh my god, once you get to the Gower Plains, uh, you are going to be amazed at how... No, he should have, because you have to... No, he had to have gotten to Gower Plains, because you have to go through Gower Plains to get to Colony 6. I'm on my way there, though. Because that's how you get to... Yeah, Yeah, so you've been to Gower Plains. Oh, you... No, he's probably in the Crabble Cave. uh, Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I quit in the cave. I couldn't Um, remember what it was called. Watch out. Watch out for the giant spider. I'm not gonna tell you where it's at, but there's a giant spider. Oh, I think I got a quest oh, about say it. Say hi to giant. Yeah, to yeah, watch out for it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> just out. wait until you're stronger. Okay. For the most part, like I've been able to manage the, um, like you know, defeat the elite monster quests type things um, when I have my full party. Uh, there's one to like beat a dragon, which I think I found the dragon. It's like you know up on a wing of the city or whatever. Um. But it's like level eighteen or something like that. I'm not going to go anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. too strong for it. Um, but it was neat to find it. It was just like sleeping up there, and I thought it was like a like an NPC or something. And then I saw the unique monsters are everywhere. Yeah, it's in this really game. cool. Uh... Um, but yeah, I'm overall liking the game. Like the uh, the battle systems, fine. Um. It's not as autoplay as I was told it's, it was. I was told that like because I don't like Final Fantasy twelve, I won't like this. But it's not like that at all. Twelve is it can't eventually once you get it down, it becomes like that. Like that's probably where people get it because it's basically a formula. And after you play that sequence, because it's pretty much, and this is the criticism the first game gets. It kind of gets it doesn't really go anything fast outside of slightly different mm-hmm. new techniques. It becomes on a pilot because you you've become so accustomed to it. It's pretty much you're gonna do this formula because this works. You might have to do something different, certain enemies, but that that's usually where the the term gets thrown around. Sure. Early on, it's all new. But like the thing with twelve is you basically set up your uh, like your battle strategy in advance, and then you just run out into the field and like everything auto attacks because you have you know it it. it in Xenoblade, it's like you end up doing the same patterns, but like you have to actually input those things. Twelve is just you set it up in advance, and then you go out and it auto attacks, and then you move on to the next battle. And like, it very much plays itself. Like I was literally like while I was playing through twelve, I was watching a TV show and just moving the directional p- stick because I knew that like whatever I was trying to do, I would clear it out without looking. <laughs> With this, like I was still watching something. But, like, I was actively grinding. I had to, you know, do some input. Um, and especially, like, the bigger, like, the mechon fights and things like that, like, they have some uh, strategy involved. Um, like, with, with the yeah. metal face fight and all that. But um, mm-hmm. I'm a little torn on the Monado so far. I don't really like its techniques outside of just fighting mechons. Um, 
you get more as the story progresses, and some of the skills you get for it are. Are they awesome. still just mech on focus yeah. though? Okay. No, not all of them. It's just okay because that's what I don't like. Is like yeah, it's just er- you, early. Yeah, I have two other abilities that I can use, and they're only good against mechons. So it's like, what's the point in using them? Yeah, that's a, that's kind of just because that's your primary enemy in the first couple of several yeah. hours of the game. Um, and, and plus, it allows your 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 uh, your partners to hit mechon. Otherwise, you can't hurt mechon right. any other way without the Venato. But I wish there was so, another ability yeah, you, too. You do get like from from the start. Yeah, you get several more. Uh, shortly, no, well, not you know, so you're pretty so far, not far away, but you have to go through. Once you get through volume six, you'll you'll see. But um, there's some good stuff waiting for you. It's just, it's a it's a mm-hmm. long man's game. Um, I have already been a little bit surprised by the uh, the party in the game. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't expect no. that to happen, did you? Uh, so yeah, the story is taking turns. Um, where, like, apparently people just kind of come and go. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Um, yeah. But, like... Gumbam's too hurt to join you, bro. He's way too overpowered, but his arm is broken. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. But, yeah, that that too. Oh. Um, I was talking about Fiora. But... Um, oh, that. In general, I'm enjoying it. I don't totally understand all the nuance of the story, and part of that's because I was also watching the Flash during, like, you know, while playing. Um, because like you do so much grinding, that, like you can watch something, and then it'll cut to story, yeah. and it's like, oh god, this is like a five minute cutscene. Uh, do I pause the show yeah. and watch, or? <laughs> right. The good news is where you're at. Pretty much the story is revenge for what happened. It called. Okay. The the crazy stuff doesn't really. You're you're close. Once you get closer to Colony Six, then the crazy stuff starts to slowly mm-hmm. happen. Um, yeah, yeah, once so you're two thirds the... in, that's when the super crazy shit happens. Yeah. So right now you you can kind of get away with like it's just like we're basically just chasing down yeah. Metalface and you're trying to go to go to um, the the Mechonis. Um So you're you're good mm-hmm. now, but you when you when when after you. After you deal with the Colony Six boss, which I won't tell you what it is, then you're gonna then then you're gonna start asking questions. At least maybe you won't, but you're gonna be more curious about. Hold on, what's going on here? And then the game will just leave you hanging for several more hours as you progress okay. the story. The other thing I don't really like about the combat is the like directional facing attacks, um, because mm-hmm. it seems like my character always draws the aggro. So, like, I can try to move around, you know, beside or behind them, but they're just going to move with me. Like, they're just kind of swivel. And it's good for, um, like, initiating combat. That... But once you're into combat, it's like, okay, half of my moves aren't really that effective because they're supposed to be for, you know, a direction that I, I can't hit them in. Have you tried playing as Rhine? No. So, you can switch characters, and I, I don't know, I don't think you can switch in-game, but Rhine has the ability to draw aggro. I think, I can't remember exactly, because it's been two years since I've played the game. Yeah, he can, but I thought he he would do that, like, as a CPU, and he does, I mean, sometimes he does, but... He does does eventually, you just have to pay attention to what he's Mm. doing. Yeah, yeah, you can can have him where he draws the aggro more often, um, just, I can't exactly, again, it's been a while, but, like, that, that's his purpose, um, also, Ryan's pretty fun to play as too. You know, I, I'd rec- if you if you've only played as Shulk, I do highly recommend switching 
at playing as the mm-hmm. other characters because for story reasons you're gonna have to do that eventually so you might as well do it now um and to get used to their play styles um depending on what you're needed for for certain boss fights and i'd also up for some variety because it can be pretty monotonous when fighting with just mm-hmm. short monotonous monado monado get it get it like his like his sword because his sword is the anyway um yeah i i, I have thought about changing because he does seem like a cool character and he has more uh more special abilities that seem uh strategic rather than directional <laughs> um but i like like the area of yeah. effect or uh yeah area of effect attacks and that kind of thing um that are good for like when you get swarmed just boosh just hit everyone um yeah and yeah, I don't know. Like the combat is growing on me. It's it it's is pretty passive, um, and I kind of wish it took more of like a like a tails approach, um, because you can move around while you're attacking and stuff, but it also just kind of like you're moving while it auto attacks unless you use a special ability, and I think right. I'd rather have it be more like you know the attacks are based on your inputs like tails is kind of like a combo system. Um, but I also, I mean, tales of arise is on my list to play. So maybe I would just like that more. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game is neat. I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to spend some more time with it, but um, I think I'm going to stick yeah. with this one. Wait till you get to Gower playing. Once you get to Gower Plane, that's usually that's like your eye-opening moment. Like, holy shit, um, this place is huge. I was told um, to skip kind of two, though. I know you like it, but like, it, I guess there's um, some weird gotcha the, the mechanics and stuff wa- in it. There, there is, but the the okay, I'll explain it real quick. Um, the gotcha mechanics in two have to revive around blades, and that you can get. Um, core crystals which is how you summon them and it's basically randomized through gotcha it's like a pull it doesn't cost money and you have to eventually earn them you, you can beat the game with average blades you're you don't have to beat the game with like legendary blades which are basically like personally designed characters the the thing about two that people don't like i love two and i actually think two's combat system is better because of one thing, it has uh, it, it, it lets you cancel attacks into special mm. attacks, like and it's so satisfying because it makes a noise and a flash sound. Um, Can't argue with that. But um, the reason why people like two, don't like two as much as one is because two tutorials can be pretty bad. Um, yeah. In explaining, actually explaining what they are. I mean, I managed a lot of people managed to get through, but you ask anybody who's played the game, the tutorials are not well done in that game at all, and you're going to be confused. You can still make it through and kind of just trudge along and be fine but two to me has a much more varied battle system especially with the amount of characters you're playing with at once is you have three party members each party member i think you can have three characters yeah three characters with three blades apiece so that's a total of three six nine twelve characters on the screen at once technically fighting fighting at once that's that offers more variety to me. One's not bad, but two is just like that. Holy shit! Which is why three looks more similar to two mm-hmm. than than one. Also, I like to point out that blades are practically stands. You're playing a JoJo <laughs> game, pretty pretty much. 
So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The, that, that's like the don't worry about the gotcha. Like if you do decide to jump into two, um, you'll chances like I when I first played it, I haven't played the beaten the game since 28, 20, 2018 when the when it first came out, late twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen, and um, and like I pulled most of the pulls I had were regular blades, and I got maybe five, six legendary blades as they're called, and I beat the game. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Um. It's just, it's just some people just don't like that aspect, uh, but the game gives you like core crystals like crazy. So chances are you're gonna gotcha. Get um, the one other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is the equipment system. Um, I am not a big fan of the loot. Like I think part of it is I need to sell the old stuff more, but um, yeah, you get a lot, and some of them are kind of like situational in the way that you know they raise one stat and lower another and like i'm not totally sure what it all means like how important is weight versus you know like your uh like your physical defense and like the uh, the ether defense or whatever and like there's there's stats that just don't seem clear to me um to the point where i just kind of like i i get something new i check if it raises like all of my stats and if it doesn't i get rid of it um i like the kind of like uh, upgrade system where you can like lock crystals into the armor to buff certain stats or whatever. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I just don't totally understand the equipment system, and I don't really like how much stuff you get just from you know doing quests and things like that. That don't seem to be noticeably better. Um, I'm a big fan of like the cosmetics. Like I go ham every time I unlock a new. Uh, cosmetic piece for my party, which yeah, the equipment that you get in this game is pretty yeah. wild at points. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm guessing that weight has something to do with like the speed of the character or something. So I've been yeah, kind of focusing on like you know Rain is kind of the buff guy. Like I don't care about his weight; he can wear heavy stuff, you know, do his thing. Um, and then Shulk, I'm trying to focus more on like. Okay, if it raises every stat and doesn't affect the weight, great. If it raises every stat and ups the weight by, like, one, sure. But, like, I want to keep him in, like, single-digit weight. And that's tricky with... Yeah, you want to make him as fast as possible because Mm -hmm. uh, he needs to get behind enemies in order to do maximum damage Mm -hmm. with backslash. So you need to have his weight as low as possible and his speed as high as possible as well. He's he's the glass Mm cannon in the group for sure. But then there's also, like... You know, there's, there's like, heavier armor that you can put, like, ability boosts on. Or agility boosts, I mean. And I assume that still raises your speed, right? Even though it's a heavier piece of equipment. Um, there's an actually a different uh, gem that you can equip to a thing called movement speed. And that yeah. basically uh, boosts your... Uh, uh, agility is more like evasion for when you don't, if you don't get hit by automatic attacks. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, so it's, there's so much. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot, man. Trust me. Uh, this you basically you're sending on Kyle was when I first played it in 2013 on the 3ds. So like it's just you kind of just gotta bull through it a little bit, um, and just I did. There's a whole mechanic that I did not bother to touch until like a halfway through the game, um, and it's the upgrade. And I don't know if you've unlocked if they showed it to you yet or not, but it's basically how so, basically it's almost like the equivalent of a skill tree, but it's not quite a skill tree. Um, and it has to do with, um, it's hard to explain without showing it, but 
Um, I didn't know about that until like fifty percent. Like the upgrading your abilities game. thing, or a different. I think so. Or it's, it'll. It looks like you're looking at a wall scroll, and it shows all the characters, right? Uh, I could be wrong. Um, oh, the affinities? I always uh, go for those, even in my first playthrough, when I barely understood how it worked. Oh, also, yeah, that's a whole other stat, is affinities, but don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I've don't been learning that as I do side quests, and it says, like, affinity raised or whatever, and I'm like, okay, cool, I don't know what that means. Yeah, that, that basically means, because certain... Certain events can trigger with it, like certain special, like not cutscenes, but little moments can trigger between mm-hmm. party members. And certain side quests can only be triggered if you have a certain level of affinity between characters. And it can take a long, like some people, in order to really get it all the way through, you really have to do two, two playthroughs of it, like a new, this and New Game Plus, uh, to do it. But you can grind it out, but I wouldn't recommend it. Mm-hmm. I never did it. Um, it's just more like um, you just happen to get it, and you see some nice moments and get some of the side quests. But don't don't worry about. Because with Xenoblade, it's easy to get captured in the side quest, and I can easily burn you out. Don't be afraid to just hit main story and just stop doing side quests because that's always that's always the better. Option. I liked doing the side quests early on because it helped me like learn the mechanics and stuff. But I probably won't do all of them every single time. Yeah, it, it, once you get to uh, the Napon Village, that's when it really goes mm. ham, and you'll know what the yeah. Napon Village is. That's when it really goes ham because then you're having to backtrack and. As then you get to the air sea, and then it gets even crazier, and yeah, and then each area has their own yeah. Uh, also, fast travel mm-hmm. is your friend. Fast travel is uh, your one friend. last thing before I I concede my cede my time. Um, the like the materials and stuff that you pick up on the field, um, are those just for selling? No, hold on to some of them because some sometimes not all the time they can be used for an NPC side quest, and you never really know which ones. So sometimes you can pick up, just pick them up always, no matter what. No, That's I always pick them up. I, 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 it, it I have this thing about shinies. I have to pick them up. But I wanted to sell them because um, I don't know what they're for. Sometimes you can, it, like, if you if you notice, like, oh, okay, if you have a bulk of them, sure. But keep some of them because you'll never know when you will run into a, a, a character who's like, I need mm-hmm. X amount of these, and it just cuts down. There has been a few quests, like, I go um, to pick up the quest, and then I complete it right away. Yeah, exactly. So just it, it helps minimize. With that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, it's a cool game so far. It's just very dense. So it's um, it's probably going to be a while before I really very, understand it. Very happy. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend jumping right into three, honestly. Like because with how one and two are connected, without saying exactly how they're connected, and seeing that three is pretty much all but confirmed to be a culmination. Of that store of those stories laid ground, you'd probably best just go to two, and then I won't spoil three, um, and then then go to three whenever yeah. you can, because it, it it like there there there's two doesn't seem connected to one at all until you see a thing and you go, oh, oh okay, uh, I remember this moment um, which you won't know for like another mm-hmm. seventy hours. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm probably not going to play it right away anyway. Because um, right. I most likely will play all of them emulated, just beca- not even because of like a you know I don't want to spend money thing. They just run better. <laughs> like as sad as that sounds, my my computer with an emulator is running these Switch games better than the Switch can. Um, um, Xenoblade like, DE ran pretty well on Switch. 
didn't have any problems with it. Two has bad resolution problems. Yeah, but, but that you can scale um, on the emulator. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd rather play it on the Switch. Sure. I mean, it's very nice um, on the go, I'm sure. But Ben, HD Pyro and Mithra. Yeah, and, and three, three apparently has better technical optimization than oh, that's two. Good. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll oh, see. Well, that's good. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're enjoying it. But that's all I got. Just, just, I, I'm really, there's, there's a moment that's going to happen in the story and I really want you to tell me your reaction to it because I would love to know. How will I know when I've reached that moment? You'll know. There are several moments like that in Xenoblade where you're just going to want to, like, hold on, what? What's, and you're just going to want to ask questions and it's going to make you want to play more. And then. I mean, if I had guessed, I would have already seen that moment with Fiora, but apparently that's not it. So, like, I don't know what the. That's like. That that's like the iceberg. Trust me, like I said, Xenoblade does a really good job in all their games, and both one and two, of setting you up and thinking, "Oh, everything's going fine," and then it drops you with like the important mm-hmm. shit, and you're gonna. It's either gonna have you emotional or gonna ask have you ask questions like, "Wait, hold on, what exactly is going on here?" And you'll know those moments well, based on character dialogue, based on the on the scene, mostly the character dialogue. Is um, it just like a whole game it's, full it's of just, heiress deaths? <laughs> No, it's not even. No, that. I just mean it's like more, like that that shock like, value. Uh, not necessarily shock value, but just more like, like like just questions. I'm like, wait, what did he mean by that? Like, what what is going? Just like what, a whole like, bunch of unresolved revelations. Is yeah, so lost. Like, like it's like it's like you think you, yeah, you think you're fine. It's like it's like it's like an onion. Like you you're slowly or piecing pieces away. Uh, um, yeah, or an ogre to finding out the mystery, and then when you get to the myst- to the reveal at the end. And that even blows your mind, which, like, that that's also something I hope you get to someday. Um, also, don't be afraid to turn it on easy, because this game can be hard. Yeah, it's, it's prompted for casual mode a few times. Um, I think because, like, I was, like I said, I was trying to do the all the side quests with just Shulk. And, like, I was getting my lunch handed to me. Um, not, like, generously. Uh, I don't understand that phrase, actually. But they they were eating my lunch? Whatever. Um, so once I had a party and went back into those side quests, it was nothing. But it was just like, I got them, so I thought I could do them, and then I, I could not. <laughs> it was also really funny when, like, all the Mechon were attacking, and it was like, we gotta get back to the city! But then, like, you can still, like, just do side quests and stuff, like normal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that, yep. that'll happen. That'll yeah. happen several times. So I was just um, like, do-do-do-do-do, hanging out on the beach. Ganon's taking over Hyrule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Big Zelda energy, yeah. Ty? Um, I haven't been playing too much this week. I've just been playing through Master Duel again. Not really going to go much into that. Just the same stupid Skull Servant bullshit. They did add in the starter deck for Dragon Maids, though, so Ben's probably going to enjoy that archetype quite a bit. Just a bunch of Dragon Waifus that fusion summon themselves and... Uh, just bounce themselves back over and over. It's pretty funny, actually. But aside from that, the only other game that I've been playing this week has been Scott Pilgrim vs. The World in preparation for uh, the beat-em-up charity stream that we were planning to do, womp but womp. we ha- but kind of fell through due to real-life situations. It's fine. We'll get to it eventually. Um, I was only going into it um, not only for testing, but also because there's a specific mechanic in that game where... You can't just beat it in one sitting. And uh, I just had to reconfirm it. 
And it just turned into me playing through the game like three times in tandem. Um, so basically, uh, you play as a, uh, one of four characters, uh, either Scott Pilgrim, uh, Kim Pine, Steven Stills, uh, Ramona Flowers, and they all have their own basic fighting styles. Uh, and you just go around seven stages, beating up enemies in the streets of Is it Knives Chow in there, too? And, uh, uh, Knives Chow is in there. Uh, uh, for the remastered version uh, that they recently re-released, you have to log into your Uplay account to play as her. She's just the pal swap of Kim, so it's not gotcha. really that big of a change, honestly. That's lame, yeah. though. It's called the Complete Edition. I shouldn't have to... Fuck you, Ubisoft. Yeah. And we'll say that again later on. It's just... Like, it's even what's even worse is uh, Wallace is playable in the <laughs> game as well, but he's just the worst version of Steven Stills, which is a damn shame because he's the most entertaining character in the whole movie, but that's besides the point. Um, the game's still fun. There is a bit of a learning curve to it, though, where you have to buy items from a shop in order to increase your stats, which don't really improve naturally. Like, sure, when you beat up enemies, you level up, but it only, like, gives you different moves to use. Like, it gives you, like, a double jump. It gives you, like, a dive kick. Dive kick. Uh, lower moves. Dive kick. Well, uh, but, but, like, in the later levels where the enemies have, like, more health points and hit harder, if you're not upgrading uh, your stats, whether it be strength, speed, um how many heart points that you have, whatever, you're not going to be doing uh, the right amount of damage, and you're probably going to be sitting at a wall. So you have to grind out money for the enemies, uh, buy shit from the stores that increase your stats. The highest stat you can get for all four are 100. And uh, it's always nice to like have a guide handy, because uh, you don't really know what exact stats that you're going to be buffing as, uh, up until you buy them which is kind of shitty, because some of the better stat-boosting items are pretty expensive, in all honesty. Uh, aside from that, the the game's actually really fun. It's nice beating up hordes of dudes. Uh, the moves that you get are super varied, and uh, all four of the playable characters, uh, they're all fun to play as. Like, I had a bit of a struggle with playing Steven Stills because he's the big tanky character and he's as slow as um, me with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> but once you get into the groove of um, how the combat works and how the stat boosting items work, it's actually super fun. Like, we're in for a good time if we're doing this co-op. I've been doing the single player and I haven't really gotten a chance to play this game multiplayer yet. So that will be exciting to go through. Um, that's pretty much all I got, though. Oh, real quick before we switch over to Ben, um, I forgot that uh, that it was last week. Um, I beat Metroid Prime with a stream. Nice. Um, it was the first time in since launch. I don't know when it came out on GameCube, but when I was a kid, that was the last time I played through it all. I've I've played it before. It was probably 2003 when I beat it, but yeah, it's like 20 years. Um, oh, jeez. Every time I actually put a year on it, it makes me feel really old. Um, like, I felt my back just crack just then. But yeah, I had played some of the game before, but I hadn't actually, like, beaten it since I was a kid. Um, 
it was a lot easier than I remember. Uh, like the, the the Ridley fight was long, but not that hard. Um, and then Metroid Prime was more just tedious than anything. Like I was just tanking damage and still had like half my life by the end. Um, and the the second phase was actually pretty cool. Like with the uh, the hyper beam, um, grabbing the pools of not hyper beam, grabbing the pools of phase on and like switching over to phase on mode or whatever. Um, kind of a nice te- tease for Prime 3. Um, so, like, it was all very hype and everything, but, like, it just wasn't that hard. Um, and I had, like, 77% item completion in the end, which is pretty good. I was missing one energy tank and, like, a handful of missiles and power bombs. Um, so, definitely, like, the best I've done. So, maybe I just I had enough life that it wasn't hard, but I don't know. It just it felt like a really easy final boss, and I don't remember that from a kid. I remember having to go through that final area multiple times because I kept dying on, on Metroid Prime. Um, and granted, the beam switching was quite a bit easier when they're, like, on your your number keys. Um, same with the scanner, uh, the, the visor switching in the second phase. But, yeah. The only thing that was weird, like, I, I remembered the, uh, the end tag with, like, the ing coming up and, like, you see, like, Dark Samus's eye or whatever. Um... I remember seeing that, but I guess I looked it up on YouTube or something because it only shows up like if you get 100% item completion or some, I don't know, some kind of completion requirement to get that scene. So I, wa- I waited all the way through the credits um, with this obnoxious, weird, like emulation sound that happened out of nowhere. Um, and it just went back to the title screen. And I'm like, ah, I wanted that scene. Like, I was so excited to see it. I should have just pulled it up on YouTube or something, but. Um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed we're not starting Prime 2 this week, but I'm excited to get to that, and I'm I'm happy I finally beat Metroid Prime again. It had been a very long time. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Ben. I just, I remembered that. Uh, yeah, I don't have much. Uh, so I um, contracted the deadly, well, yeah, deadly COVID-19 uh, virus, I don't know when, probably midweek. I, as you could probably tell by how I'm sounding a little bit, I sound tired, which is... Better than what I sounded a couple of days ago. So um, I haven't really I've been playing something, but only really been playing two things uh, because anytime I try to play something else, I just couldn't concentrate for long to to like keep up. This is why I had to cancel the uh, or po- not cancel but postpone the um, charity stream because um, I just couldn't. I knew I couldn't focus for let alone eight hours, let alone an hour. So. Um, I played more Triangle Strategy because I really want to beat that. Like I said last week, I really want to beat that before um, uh, uh, Xenoblade comes out at the end of the month. And um, I'm almost there. I, I think I have two more chapters left, and shit's getting real. Um, to So basically where the story is at is um, we're at a point where uh, the party uh, has recaptured, you know, Glenbrook and everything's all somewhat good. Hyzant is preparing to the is prepare, was preparing to basically use the main character as a puppet to basically install their will on Glenbrook. Meanwhile, you have S Frost to the north, who's preparing to pull out their big super weapon to take out Hyzant and their walls because Hyzant's walls are impenetrable. So from there, so everything's kind of converging, um, and your characters basically branch off. You have. Um, Benedict, who is like your advisor, said like he gets a note saying, "Hey, 
bro, your dad's up. We gotta go back and go back to your dad. So then also, um, you learn that the royalists or noble class within um, the capital city are basically taking provisions for themselves, and the basically the the commoners are not getting anything. So you have that plot. You have that come up, and then you have the fact that the brigands or, or barbarians are around the uh, Roselin village, um, and so like, okay, why are they there? Um, are they sent by hasn't? And so you're left with the choice. Do you go here, here, here? And I wanted to go to the Roselle because I've been helping them all game and they're persecuted people. I got outvoted, which I kind of like about this game is that like you can, the game, it's not always easy to dictate where you want to go. The ga- it, like the game will decide where you're going to, well, depending on if you can persuade the character's parameters, is, uh, depending on which an- choice, you, uh, choice you answer, uh, will choose. So I had to go to uh, see my dad. And and your the uh, Norman Simon's father or Sarno's father Simon is he's been in a coma since early part of the game and now he's awake and they're like let's hold a big feast it's great hold a big feast turns out it's all an assassination attempt by one of the royal class um, so you have like this big brawl inside the dining room of Castle Wolfort and unfortunately after that really tough fight because a lot of enemies in that fight can move twice and have status affecting moves is really annoying and if uh, uh, Simon if Lord Simon dies map's over so you have to keep him healthy at all times which he was chunky so he, he wasn't exactly that much you need some healthy Simon uh, unfortunately what happens afterwards is that he he was already coughing up blood before he went to a coma and he pretty much coughs up blood immediately after the fight's over so he just needs common to toughen him up I hate bloody um, semen. He uh, he starts he starts coughing up blood, and he's pretty much like, "I'm it's time for me to go, son. I'm sorry. I know you just got back, but I gotta go." And this is where sort of like the mind blowing part. So if you don't want to have triangle strategy blown uh, like a big story plot point, you may not want to listen. But here it is. Um, pretty much, uh, you uh, he says, "I want. I just need a conversation between you, me, and Benedict. Just those three. No one else can hear this." Not even, uh, like, one of the other, like, low guards. He's, like, he's a little hurt by it. It's like, all right, we'll leave. Fuck it. We'll get out. And um, you find out about Lord Saranoa, the main character's origins, and the fact that Lord Simon is not his father by, 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 by blood. In fact, he, in fact, Saranoa is the biological son of King Regna, the man, the, the king of, of Glenbrook. Who was murdered earlier? So he is the true heir to the ki- to the kingdom, but because his mother was basically a commoner that the, that the king like you know just just fell in love with, uh, and basically the nobles were going to plot her death to save her. They basically she basically married. Uh, they he basically took her in and married her to protect uh, basically protect her from the noble class because of course the king can't have a bastard child out of wedlock. You can't help things. So yeah, Lord Simon is 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 like your friend Roland, who you've been piling out with. It's not your friend. He's your he's your half brother. Uh, so that kind of gets dropped on you. Then you have the fact that the Roselle, um, Frederica, your wife, went off to go f- save the Roselle. She finds this book, which is physical proof that Hyzant does not control the salt trade. And that salt is not only just in their region. In fact, this whole area that they live in was one was underwater at one point, 
and much like Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, Utah, as it went down, only that little Salt Lake remained. There's salt crystals everywhere, which eventually led to my theory that the and which basically leads to this point. The whole reason S Frost even went to war to begin with was because early on in the game, way back when I talked about this back in February, like March, um, one of the one of the uh, officers of S Frost discovered something in the mines, and you didn't know what it was. It was salt crystals, which basically proves that salt is not just found in Hyzant's region; that it's all over the region, and that's ter- that's bad for Hyzant because that pretty much their entire doctrine is that they are they are the ones blessed with salt because the goddess says they are blessed with salt, so no one else has, has salt. We have access to it; it's ours. We have power over it. We control the monopoly over it. That's not true. Basically, everything it shows everything they have is a lie, and then you find out that the Roselle were um, know about this and they documented it in this book that that Frederica managed to get, and and the reason why the Roselle are trapped at the source at the center of of Hyzant is so that way they no one else can find out about um, ask questions or or find out that that Hyzant in fact doesn't have access. To the salt, to the only salt in in the world, so they're punishing these people uh, for, for for this, um, which then leads you to a final final cho- final a final choice. Do you you can either do one of three things: you can ally with Esfrost, the same people who basically overran your kingdom early on. You can ally with Hyzant, which kind of makes sense, but. Also, you would be condemning the Roselle, you know, to to eternal life of slavery, and you kind of just got to go fuck it. And then the third option is to liberate the Roselle, sneak into Hyzant, liberate the Roselle, and find the lost city, the lost civilization of Centralia, which is basically by the sea. And like, cause it, like if if you ever played the game, look at the map. There is no sea anywhere near it's just like some rivers so like the, the like the the idea of a of a of a of a sea is foreign to them so to, to prove that it's in existence and it's like the most um far-fetched uh chance i chose that option and and it's crazy because benedict who has been your loyal advisor this entire time whether in battle or in cutscenes he's like i can't you can't do this i'm not gonna stand by and do this you and you don't fight him in in, the, in a match in the game but he has a fight with Sarah Noah like in a cutscene because he's so pissed that Sarah Noah is basically throwing away the country uh, to to find this fairy tale and I was like oh my god shit's getting shit's getting too real shit's getting too real um, so now I'm at the point where Esfrost is moving in on Hyzant Hyzant is moving in on us but we're not there and we're sneaking in the Hyzant to free the Roselle and hopefully they'll be ready for a rebellion and then we can lead them to freedom. So, and I think there's only 29, one more chapter left. Uh, I think there's technically a hidden 20th chapter or 21st chapter. I don't remember. So I'm pretty much at end game now. Um, the game even said me, told me like, this is the end game. This is, this is the once you make this decision here. There's no going back. So I made my choice. Um, I'm really still digging it. I did have to put a map on easy mode because it was just getting too hard enemies it was it was full it was enemies filled with a lot of um status effects multiple archers that had extra ability to buff their range and the boss of the of, of the map she at first initially she only had status magic so she caused slow 
or stuff like that. But then she had a move that absolutely sucks, and it's called delayed magic. So basically, she would basically put a time bomb on you, effectively, and it, and, and you could tell by the visual aid when it's gonna blow. And I don't know how to cure it. I never bothered to look it up. Um, and she could basically cause damage later on, after the like it, it could happen. I don't know how many turns it is exactly, but you'll it, pay for your insolence. Yeah, pretty much. And it was hard. So I was like, <laughs> I, I had to go through it like three times. I did so a little bit of grinding. It still didn't help. So I was like, you know what? Easy mode. Here we go. I'm not. I don't want to. I want to just beat this game. I want to be done with this. I want to know how it happens. And difficulty does not Casual. determine the outcome of the of the story. So um, I'm just gonna. I just did it that way. I'll pr- uh, I'll put it back to normal and see how it goes. Because um, the previous one, I like you know, I was able to do, which was like a cool minecart like. Uh, arena, which you could electrify the minecarts. This one just felt too obnoxious <laughs> and small. Um, I just didn't want to deal with it anymore, so I said, fuck it. If, if it's there, it's there. Um, so, hopefully by next week, I'll have beaten it. Um, and the only other thing I was able to consciously uh, like, even pay some attention to was LEGO Star Wars. I beat the first episode. Um, a very fast, um, you know, like you got to do the Gungan fight, so you got to load up the cannonballs and shit on, on everything like that. Um, you got to do the Anakin stuff where you get to fly around the Trade Federation ship and shoot. It was a little unwieldy at first, but it was it was cool to like fly it, even though it's Lego form itself. I felt like I was playing it in the game. What's funny is that I was just shooting shit for no reason. I'm thinking, is this the level? Is, am I even doing it right? And like, no, I had to hit the, go to this big play button to start the level, and then the level started. So you could free roam it if you wanted to. And just, just start yeah, this is pod racing. Yeah, he actually says that. It's fun. That's the level title, funny enough. Uh, the Darth Maul fight is actually really, really cool. Um, uh, so you can switch between Anakin and Obi-Wan. There's platforming sections. There's, like, there's minor things where, like, in the when you do the red, like, laser light rooms, you have to take out certain things. It's, it's a minor. Um... But I love how they did the Darth Maul death. So I was like, first, um, uh, it, it was it was pretty funny um, seeing him get sliced in half in Lego form because you can see the legs walking around the back, which is like, <laughs> it's, like it's like kind of fucked up because like there's Qui Gon dying in Obi Wan's arms and you can just see Darth Maul's legs just walking. Like what the? F-? And then those legs get their own robotic <laughs> upper torso like Darth Maul does in the Clone yeah. Wars. It was a lot of fun. Like like. Um, the, I was wondering how like the lightsaber fights would feel, considering you know like the did upgrade the combat and it, it did felt really really cool like like you could just mash and get through with it but like I I did the, the I did the thing where like I was blocking and parrying everything and you could get like moments where your sword your sabers are clashing and that was cool and Star you have rising revengeance and and you can have the um, oh god what is the what is the music track that plays what is it Total called. Fates. Duel the Fates, it, it's constantly, oh, yeah, and, like, and they're all Legos, there's something about it, but, like, that's why, like, about the new presentation, like, yeah, it's Legos, but, like, I forgot about that it was Legos, and it's just Star Wars, like, I really hope this is the direction they go with all their games from now on, because I think it'll help with the immersion of it, um, like, yes, it has that Lego humor, but, uh, I want to get started with Attack of the Clones, because, I won't lie, just like the movie Phantom Menace, it was kind of boring to go through, just because a lot of it was, like, a lot of waiting around, and, Going from next point to next point. I mean, the the story, the, the exciting and stuff. I disagree with you there, buddy. I actually appreciate the politics stuff growing up. As 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 a movie, sure. As a game, you know, there's there's it's pretty much the exciting stuff is just exciting stuff in the movie. It's kind of hard to translate that into a video game sometimes. True. Uh, but the pod racing stuff is great. 
Um, I'm interested to see like uh, what they. I'm gonna go on episode two probably tonight because I think I'm gonna take a, like maybe a couple days off of triangle strategy because like God that marathon in that game is not a good idea. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I've really been playing. Um, I tried playing other stuff, but like oh the only thing I played is more Fall Guys. Um, not much to say there other than I made it to like level forty something or like thirty something. I don't even remember now at this point. Um, they're either on PC or Switch, and I'm closer to getting that Mechagodzilla costume. Not there, but getting closer. Uh, I I did this new. Um, they had this new game going on called like Thieves and Thieves and Guardians, which pretty much you have like it's basically think of it like you have one team of Guardians, one team of Thieves. And thieves have to go across the map to grab eggs to throw into this hole. And guardians have to catch them. So if all... Usually I think it's eight gar- thieves? If all eight thieves are captured, game over, uh, guardians win. Um, or if the guardians prevent the maximum number of eggs being inserted into the holes, guardians also win. But if the gu- if the, if the uh, thieves get all twelve... Usually it's twelve... Uh, eggs into the into the holes, then they win. Uh, only thing I, I find a little odd is that it like at any point in time, the thieves or even by accident guardians can uh, open up the cells where captured characters are, are. So like even if you're captured, if one of your teammates manages to hit this button, you can escape um, and then get right back into the game, and the guardians just get to start over again. So that might be a, I don't know how you balance that exactly because like I feel like that's too in favor of the thieves um but i guess like, like you know if you're good like if you don't exactly have to capture everything on the win that's the fastest way but like you just have to prevent them from doing it which is another way to do it so i don't know it's it's fun like if you want to get crowns it's like your fastest way to get crowns um you're about that um the other one event they had was like this jungle theme one which I, I got a couple of them like i never won any single runs what's really cool is on this jungle event the last course would always be a maze and so basically you have to go through this maze and it usually has one of four three doors to enter and you have to basically guess which door you're going into otherwise you're you're behind everybody else and in order to grab the crown you have to go up this thing jump on this platform and then grab it so if you're behind on the pack chances are you're not going to win um it's really fun though uh gives me uh legend of the hint temple vibes like i wish there was like olmec there I must find the shrine of the silver monkey. The decision is yours. I just want to watch the alone. Hidden Temple game. Pretty much. Um, it, it, it's on Super Nintendo, I think. No. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's all I've been playing. Um, I've tried other things, but um, everything else just every time I do play something, it just I just want to just put it down immediately. I don't know, like I think it's mostly just I'm tired. In fact, I won't lie to you, I'm feeling a little tired now. But with that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go over the news and our topic. And be right back, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the um, uh, news portion of the Charge of Games, guys. we got some exciting stuff to talk to you about. First off... We're getting in a remake of the a game from the PlayStation X, PlayStation 3 Xbox 360 era. Lollipop Chainsaw has been announced for 2023. Um, uh, unfortunately, it seems that both uh, Suda51... I had no idea James Gunn had any... He wrote it. In the first game. I had no idea He about wrote that. it and produced yeah, it. I, I don't... 
had no idea. Which they were also the ones who made the game special. So I don't know. Yeah. Feels it might be a soulless yes. remake. Yeah, Tara Strong's not even a part of this. Uh, she really? confirmed that on Twitter. What's yeah. the point? Yeah, uh, none. Uh, Gun said I never heard about it for the first. I I heard about it the first time from Suda a couple weeks ago. Um, and he said, neither Gun nor I am involved in this project at all. Uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer has nothing to do with the development or anything. Um, Go later tweeted that he neither endorses nor condemns the project, but wanted to clear that who isn't involved. So, yeah, the original people who made the game are not making the game, oddly enough. I mean, the, the original, like, uh, creator, like, uh, Yoshimi Yasuda is heading it up. But okay. it's a remake, yeah. not a remaster. So they're building it from scratch without the original team. So I feel like that means they can't use any of their stuff, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing that makes um, any Suda game special um, is part of the charm of them, rather, is the janky nature of it and how tongue-in-cheek the gameplay slash story uh, mm-hmm. dialogue is. Um. If it doesn't have that same amount of charm with the same uh, team behind it, there's just really no point in going back to it, in yeah. my opinion. It's like if they remade No More Heroes to be more confident than it actually is or, without any of the main right. team behind it. Or if they remake Metal Gear Solid, but less political. Because, <laughs> yeah, they said it's going to be, have a more realistic graphic approach and get rid of most of the licensed tracks uh to put in new music instead, which basically means they're not going to pay licensing for the music anymore. So well, it's going sense. to be totally yeah, generic looking that. and sounding and not have the, the quirky like production team behind it. Okay. okay. Other than that, it was just a pretty bland hack and slash game. Like the character was what made it interesting. Yeah, Juliet Starling is definitely one of the more fascinating Suda uh, characters, aside from, like, Travis Touchdown or the dude yeah. in Killer7. just feels odd. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like people would rather have just been happy with, like, a simple remastering of the original of the first yeah. one, you know, and maybe then do another one, but, like, that's it's such an odd decision. Because it's hard to get this game anymore. Like, it's locked away on the PS3. Yeah hasn't been remastered or you know re-released or anything like that so just making it available would do a lot like that's a $30 $30 port job right there you don't need a full like $70 remake without any of the original character behind it people are weird I guess okay um alright so we'll see how that happens in 2023 uh, going on to Destiny, um, Bungie is reportedly working on a Destiny mobile game. Um, uh, it's apparently been developed for more than two years, according to the report from the Game Post. Developer is partnering with Chinese tech company NetEase to create the game. Uh, an employee of NetEase apparently posted a leaked in saying that they had worked on a bunch of development unannounced FPS mobile game. This is un- supported by an anonymous source familiar with NetEase development plans who told the Game Post of the mobile in existence, it will allegedly not be connected to Destiny 2, but instead it will be a standalone title. I don't buy that, but we'll see. Um, 
Because I imagine with it being a free-to-play game, they'll want to connect it to something. It'll probably be like Diablo Immortal, um, where it's like it takes place between Destiny 1 and 2. Because that's also a NetEase game. Okay. Um, reports about Disney World game first service in September 2021 following several jobs being advertised for the project and another posting in April this year saw a bunch of searching for mobile platforms in the near but it hasn't confirmed anything itself however we still know very little about what Bungie's working on despite Destiny 2 being released almost five years ago and so has it been that long for Destiny yeah. 2? Jesus Christ um, and at least one new IP in development which is to be a character focused multiplayer game with humor and RPG elements but hasn't shared much about it, Bungie has been quietly tight-lipped about reported mobile game, but if it's been in development for a good couple of years, we may have an announcement soon. So I think that's I, I can't forget. Number one, I can't believe Destiny's been going on this long. Destiny two, I feel like that's yeah. been longer than the first Destiny. Oh yeah, the first Destiny was like 2013, something like that. 2014 maybe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that feels so odd. Um, this thing that almost not nine. <laughs> Destiny one was nine years ago, mm-hmm. guys. It was roughly nine years ago in September. I think September probably, but... Um, cool, we'll see. Um, I imagine, I'm considering how grind-heavy, you know, just knowing from Thomas, Destiny can be. Um, they'll find some way to, like, connect it, like, link your Destiny accounts, like, hey, log into Destiny Mobile, you get a skin, or get get this exotic. I don't I don't know. Listen, I'm just trying to pick up terms what Thomas said. I've heard him talk <laughs> over. That's it. Um, I mean, a lot of these shit. franchises Listen. are getting into mobile releases now. There was a... Um, a Division 2 mobile game just announced that it didn't feel like it was newsworthy, but like, you know, then obviously Diablo had one and um, a, a bunch of others that I can't think of offhand. But a lot of times they're basically just kind of boiling down the, the base gameplay to essentially be the same, but with microtransactions involved, which sometimes ruin the, you know, the whole thing, but... Um, like Apex Legends Mobile is actually really good. Um, it's basically the same game; it just doesn't have crossplay because, like, it has its own uh, content cycles on it. But it's essentially just Apex on mobile, a uh, little worse graphics. So, like, if they can get Destiny Two running, essentially, like, you know, the same gameplay but with a touchscreen overlay, like, I'll play it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no. <laughs> That'll be a high fight for me now, you know. Um, uh, just, no, just some Destiny. Oh, if I am going to play Destiny, it would be the desktop version. Yeah. But if we can after see how they handle their content, that's also a yeah, no. Um, uh, as we go from Destiny mobile game, She-Hulk may have been excellently revealed as the new character. Um, a streamer that leaked She-Hulk is officially... Con- uh, a streamer... A streamer has linked that She-Hulk is officially coming to Marvel's Avengers while live on Xbox's Switch channel with Crystal Dynamics developer. Uh, Technique TV was guest streaming on the channel with Avengers lead developer, lead designer Brian Wagoner. I hope I pronounced that right. For less than an hour before he let slip that she was coming to the game with the clip later being shared by Miller on Twitter. Despite there being no official war if the characters coming to Avengers, Technique asked if fans wanted to know a fun fact about She-Hulk. I don't know if I can say this because public knowledge. I'll say this. I don't like the faces Brian making. You can actually see the clip here. Where the developers on the bottom uh, left side of the camera, he just looks mm-hmm. mad. Um, he want to explain that he. It's a pretty enemies. funny clip. I'll say that. He want to explain. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. He want to explain his own acting coach as the voices of Yolk, though. Technique 
Connor neglected to mention that the actress name isn't in case it wasn't public. No, no, we never had. And now she Hulk Banner clarified as the stream group painfully awkward. The full conversation can be still on the channel around 15 minutes. Where technique grew sheepish, claimed he doesn't he doesn't know if it's true or not. We're working on our X Hero. We haven't said it was going to be yet. Jane Foster, who became playable last week, just in time for reappearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Thor: Love and Thunder. So the timing would be lined up for She-Hulk to appear in the games closest to her debut on August 17th, about a month from now. Which is interesting because they said the uh, next character would not be like a, you know, quote-unquote echo fighter like Thor was. Um, and She-Hulk probably wouldn't be. Um, I mean, she's quite a bit different from regular Hulk. Yeah. But that's still very much like a, yeah. you know, mighty Thor uh, and Thor and then She-Hulk and Hulk. It's like it comes across as echo fighter-y. Um, but yeah, this is all just... It's really funny to me. It's just like, oh yeah, my my acting coach is uh, voicing She Hulk. Uh, we we uh, we have not announced She Hulk for the game. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just did mm-hmm. actually. Uh oh. Can you imagine that? Like, oh, he's never gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, NDA is that NDA broken? I hope he didn't. If he, I mean, if he didn't have an NDA, then no. Yeah, I hope he didn't sign an NDA, bro. Sounds That's like Brian saying, told man. him in confidence yeah. and didn't say that it was in confidence. Oh, man. Or the acting coach told him and this broke her like... NDA. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope nobody gets in trouble. This is why I'm glad Lowe doesn't tell us yeah. anything. Because I'm just like, just better not to say anything at all. And just be surprised when it happens. You know? Yeah, like, he can tell us after the fact. That's still fun. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so there you go. She helped maybe come into Avengers, and hopefully, uh, hopefully she looks interesting. Yeah. Um, um, uh, um, I was thinking I was gonna do the the, the RoboCop theme, but I was gonna do da da da. Like, no, that's Terminator, dumbass. Um, we have a new RoboCop game coming. Did we know about this before? Uh, RoboCop, not that I remember hearing about. I could, like maybe something a while ago, but RoboCop Rogue City. Um, it's going to be FPS. Um, oh god, I just had it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a first-person shooter uh, RoboCop game, and they even got Peter Weller's likeness for underneath the mask. Um, it's coming to PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five. I'm pretty sure Xbox, and surprisingly. Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch, which like okay, it I looks really nice. Yeah, um, yeah, sick. Yeah, um, June 2023, so a little over eleven months from now. I, I love it. I mean, like RoboCop's, like, God, the last time we had a RoboCop game was what, like the, the Genesis, probably, or was there one in like the, the right. or like the PS2 era? I don't. I think there might have been like a like a budget like the six gen. 3D game, but I don't know for sure. This looks, this looks great um, for FPS. Nacon, um, okay. I thought this might have been from the uh, Terminator developers because kind of has that similar like, like almost too shiny look to it. That's like it looks good, but yeah, like it, was... it needs a little bit more like post processing grime to it. Um, and then also, you know, that was also like a futuristic first-person game, so I imagine they could reuse some assets. But I don't think that's that developer. No, I think it's something different. But it looks, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ro- I, lo- I love that RoboCop 
Um, still, they didn't change anything on him. You know, we had that 2014 reboot, which was awful. Um, okay, it wasn't awful. It just wasn't RoboCop. Um, and this version is just like, yeah, it's RoboCop, all right? That's still archaic, clunky-looking motherfucker from ninth from the 1980s. Um, you can't change perfection. Kind of wish it was third person because I like looking at RoboCop, but whatever. Um, just because RoboCop's such if a. If they have any speed upgrades, that would be a very big departure because he has to move super fucking slow. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how they handle it. Um, I'm. I'm glad it looks like it's gonna be violent as fuck, which the first RoboCop was, you know, like, shit. I remember watching the first RoboCop movie, or stumbling upon the first RoboCop movie, and seeing Peter Weller's character get shot up to hell. Oh, that, that'll traumatize you as a young child, I'll tell you much. If you have a co- if you have a child... Just using the Assassin's Creed uh, shiv to, like, cut a dude's throat. Yeah, oh, not even that, just when he gets murdered by all those gang members, um, and he gets his hand blown off. Um, but it looks cool. Um, I think this is the Terminator uh, developers, actually. Is it? Well, that would make sense. Um, people, people have been play, praising those games recently. And yeah, there was a PS2 so. RoboCop game, apparently. I'm just scrolling through the comments of the okay. of the video real quick. Because I know nothing about RoboCop, so... Have you not seen the, Dude, the original? No. Have you ever seen your... Alright, uh, put that in the uh, watch-along list, because that's a great movie to watch. Um, it's stupid but fun. It's great. But yeah, there's there's a comment here about like the Terminator is one of my favorite games of last generation, and you can tell the the love of the developers had for the franchise. So it sounds like it's like them, and then you know now they have RoboCop too, and maybe next they'll do like Judge Dredd or something. Is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, they've got that market corner yeah. apparently good for them. Uh, considering they had that awful Rambo game come out. Hey, oh, know, that was that developer? Turn, turn things around. Now, the Oof. same people. The same people. Crazy, mm-hmm. huh? Um, Small yeah. world we live in. Well, good for them. Because um, Terminator, Terminator was, uh, I think, has especially with the PS5 mm-hmm. re-release. And they got, like, an expansion. Well like, it was a pretty well-supported game. Yeah, well, that's good. I keep meaning to try it sometime. Okay. Um, we got some bad news because we were talking about fuck Ubisoft yeah. earlier. Uh, Ubisoft is decommissioning Assassin's Creed Liberation. Uh, according to this, says um, says owners will still have access. Um, uh, this is an update as of today. Because uh, uh, apparently there was a thing going around that's saying that even if you have the game, you won't be able to access it. So Ubisoft pretty much said like, even if if you own the game, you own the game, it's yours. You don't. Well, the confusion here is that um, online services are going to be ended. And in in some cases, like, you have to be able to, uh, like, sign into online or something like that to be able to play the game. So they're not sure how it works to actually be able to, you know, access the game content when you have to be online to play it. But I don't know exactly how that works because I've never, I don't own this one. Yeah, um... Yeah, it will be unlisted as of September 1st, 2022. Um, Ubisoft announced last week they were shutting down online connectivity for 15 games of the same date. Liberty and HD being one of them, and nothing suggested to access the game would be moved completely. You'll be unable to link Ubisoft accounts in-game or use online features. Additionally, the installation access to the DSU will be uh, unavailable. The version of Liberation, which is an HD port of the original PlayStation Vita game, is also accessed for free. <laughs> with Assassin's Creed 3, so that's pretty much that. Like, yeah, you can still buy the game, you just gotta Oof. buy the remaster of this other yeah. game. Um, 
So uh, I forgot that they bundled that. And you just have bought and paid for the original version would essentially have to buy it again. That was the original thought that was going around. Moving access to a game customers have paid for with at least offering refunds is relatively unheard of on Steam, though it appears that Ubisoft was impressed with that operation HD. Um, so yeah, this uh, says that you will be unable to link Ubisoft accounts in-game or use online features. Additionally, the installation and access to the DLC will be unavailable. So they are essentially locking off aspects of the game because you can't go online to access them. <laughs> That's really shitty. Yeah, that's still not great. Like, it's a loss for game preservation, yep. right there. Yeah, I mean, I get like you know you can make the arguments like, oh, just look at you can just go play Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. I'm like, fucker, I own the game already. You know, that's like, yeah, um, I shouldn't have to do that. Also, Assassin's Creed Three Remastered wasn't like, that good. No, that it was Assassin's Creed Three in general you know, isn't good. Yeah, and and to be able to like have to. You know, I mean, at least it's not on the Vita. That's that's the only thing. Like, at least it's off there. But like, to say that that's like that's just really shitty. Basically, forcing people to buy a more expensive product to get this. Granted, you can probably find Assassin's Creed Three Remastered for like twenty bucks if you're lucky. Maybe even cheaper, depending. It doesn't matter, you know. Considering I shouldn't have to buy a whole other game <clears throat> to play this other game um, when this game was sold separately initially. Yeah, it's not great, no matter what. Yeah, Ubisoft continuing to lose. They're not doing much great these okay. days. We're not covering it, but, like, the Skull and Bones reveal was terrible. Yeah. Um, that didn't seem worth covering to me. How, how conceit, I do want to say how conceited they are by calling it a Ubisoft original. I'm like, really, guys? Y'all y'all not a streaming service. Like, what, what do you, just, why? Um... That's the equivalent of Terminator 2 on NES with the beginning screen going, LJN proudly presents. <laughs> LJN has not done anything proud in their uh, entire lives. No. Nope. Grandpa, what's LJN? Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's better you don't know. Um, yeah, it's better you don't know, kid. Grandpa, what's a claim? Just, ha- just having non-flashbacks of the shitty NES game that <laughs> Grandpa played. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that really fucking sucks uh, If you're a fan of that game um, I'm not, but you know, It's still not a good move for Carlos yeah. So we go from one shitty developer Move to another one uh, Well, you could debate, you depends on the shitty But considering how hype this game was um, Red Dead Redemption 2 For PlayStation 5 Red Dead Redemption 2 For PS5 In Xbox Series Was reportedly shelved uh, it's claimed uh, it's claimed Rockstar wasn't planning an updated version of the new, uh, new gen consoles, um, uh, but has shelved the plans to do so, according to Test Two Star Rockstar Insider, who's reported leaked information about the company's game in the past. Last week, they claimed remasters of GTA Four, Red Dead Redemption, were on the table a few years ago, but are no longer planned. And in more recent online exchange Twitter feed by fellow Rockstar game enthusiast Test Two claimed an enhanced version of RDR Two is no longer planned either. As whether it's safe to say RDR2 will never receive a PS5 Xbox Series release now. Yes, I've heard a lot of those things a time ago. Special Defense come up with an enhanced Rockstar Edition, all cancelled, halted now. Um, subsequently, Kotaku's backed up this claims earlier regarding planned remasters of GTA 4 and Radio Online. Citing sources with knowledge of Rockstar's plans, it said the studio had temporarily at least parked the remasters to fully focus on Grand Theft Auto 6. 
A few days later, Rockstar published a blog which said it'll be winding down major development on Red Dead Online as it continues to work on GTA hmm. 6. Over the past few years, we've been steadily moving towards more development, towards Grand Theft Auto series understanding. So, yeah. God, it feels, you know, I know Red Dead 2 was like the hype. Mm-hmm. It was it, when it was announced, and when it came out, there was controversy, and when it came out, it was the biggest thing ever. But I feel like Red Dead One stuck around in the co- in in the conscious ether for years, and I feel like you hardly hear anything about Red Dead Redemption Two, whether it be online or single player. Well, plus, like GTA Five and GTA Online are still thriving, and they tried to do the Red Dead Online thing, and it's already being sunset. Like, that's wild. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, like, it could be that they, 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 the GTA Online is just that successful. Yeah, but that's a friggin' PS3 game. That, it's crazy. That... No, no, no. G, G, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I know. Um, like, it's, it's really insane. Um, and you would think, like, they would even, that they would still do remasters of the, of this, of these, of this game, considering how much money and time they put into right. this. They, and, they like, shipped the trilogy off to some, budget mobile studio anyway it's not going to take away from their gta 6 development <laughs> yeah it's like like jesus i think they just Christ, learned the like, long wrong lessons from that debacle probably it seems like it like all right no more working on remasters nobody wants remasters full full on head onto gta online whatever and then gta 6 yeah. which is just astounds me red dead remaster i guess this yeet its last <laughs> haw because I mean, I think GTA Four Remastered would do really well, but also there's like some crazy mods for that game on the PC version, so you don't really need it. Like, if you really want a remaster of that game, you can get it. I've seen like ray tracing mods and all kinds of stuff to make it look better. It's just for consoles. There's nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm just again, I'm just more sound of like that Red Dead Two. Just it's just thunk in the water, like culturally. Yeah. Like, we can't get those four K horse balls. One. Yeah, um, like even like, like I, I know like I know people who play Red Dead, Red Dead Two online and like how people were just ups, constantly upset how it was like getting very little support compared to like GTA Online, which had been around since almost nine years now. Um, uh, it's it's insa- it's insane. Um, but yeah, that 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 really sucks. <laughs> I think I think that's shitty for Rockstar like to do. Like, you have it, you know, you can easily make more money by doing putting in some work and making newer versions of these games. But nah, that's not what people want. We want they want GTA Six, which is fair. I mean, it has but, been a while. Like, I'm I'm totally happy with them while, diverting but... resources to GTA Six. But like, why do you have to get rid of these other things? Just outsource them to like remaster and port companies. It's it's not a resource thing; it's a money thing. They can say it's for resources all they want, but there's plenty of studios that could use the work, and they wouldn't have to do it at all. True. I see. That's true. Okay. Um. Anything else on these guys? I don't think we had anything else right for nope. news. Uh huh. All right. Um, well, your boy is, is feeling it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to push it. So originally we were going to talk about Xbox X. We were originally Xbox. going to talk about Xbox Xbox game fatigue, but apparently I'm feeling the real yeah. fatigue. So 
which is probably a good idea why I didn't uh, stream yesterday because I would have been just a husk mm -hmm. today. Um, so uh, yeah, we're gonna call it there. So we'll save the discussion for next week. Um, apologies for the shorter show. Um, I have to go back to work in three days, which is you know it's more than enough time uh, to recover. Considering this is just the last bastions of it. Um, Justin, we're gonna move on. Yeah. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Or TikTok. Um, like I said, I am continuing the PlayStation Randomizer series on both TikTok and YouTube. Um, and starting this week uh, on my stream schedule, we'll be taking a little break from Metroid Prime, the trilogy that is, um, and doing some uh, Man of Medan multiplayer with Thomas, uh, Kane Play stuff. You know, former CEO of Charge Shot. Um, so that'll be fun. That was his idea. I know nothing about the game, um, but it should be interesting. I don't even know it had multiplayer. I just know it's like from the same team that did Until Dawn. So it should be kind of that, you know, choose your own adventure, like horror type game. Um, but it should be a pretty quick thing, like just a few weeks. And then hopefully we'll be able to get back into Prime 2. So, yeah, that's me. Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sNotTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also stream weeknights at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv slash tireshoes1. Check the schedule to see what the heck I'm playing there. As for the cinema shot of things, um, y'all voted for it, and we began our uh, long journey through <coughs> every single Studio Ghibli movie. Um... Uh, Starting with Nazca of the Valley of the Wind, we have a bit to say about that one, so stay tuned for that. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy. I stream live, should be streaming live next week, hopefully. Four times a week at Twitch TV slash Iggy2004. <coughs> Check the schedule um, for that. Uh, Cinema Shot is back. Uh, we'll be doing. The Studio Ghibli movies. We did our first one today for uh, the Nasica film. So, uh, Nasica Valley of the Wind. So, that was a good time. Um, wrestling shows are back. Um, Thomas and I haven't recorded one in a while. So, all the ones that are coming out are all been in, in, the, in, the, in the canon, ready to be loaded. So, they're going to be unloaded per weekly. And then eventually we'll get back to recording. That's why you haven't seen any uh, votes on Tuesdays. Uh, but those will come back eventually. I promise. Um, I think that's going to do it, guys. Uh, go to Chargers.com for all the content here. Uh, I should be back 100% next week. I at least God help think <laughs> I do. I sh um, uh, we'll see how this goes. It's also 100, 110 plus degrees outside. Uh, not right now, thankfully, but it was earlier. Um, it's freaking hot, bro. Yeah. yeah, and the Texas Power Grid told us to, like, hey, lower your shit. Otherwise, the grid might go down. So we're going to do rolling blackouts. So. Oh, jeez. Luckily, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much for making fun of California, huh, guys? Huh, <laughs> making fun of California, but how uh, y'all don't have room? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Texas politics, shut the fuck up, Ted Cruz. Shut the fuck up, all y'all, because y'all did this. Um, but uh, we'll get through it. I'll be back 100%. I probably won't stream the rest of this week, I'll be real with you. I only have to stream Tuesday and Wednesday. Probably just going to take the rest of the week off and just hopefully come back Saturday with Thomas with Monster yeah. Hunter. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay, guys. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Feel better, Ben. Peace.